points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Reach has teamed up with Warehouse Gastropub and Eat, Give, Love, a fundraising dinner, Wednesday, July 5th from 5.30 to 9 p.m. Grammy Award winner Larry Mitchell, Raleigh Herza, and Jaden Osler will back up autistic harmonica player Philip Carlton for a few tunes with a special appearance by Temple Grandin. Up to 100% of the night's dinner proceeds go to Reach. Eat, Give, Love at Warehouse Gastropub, July 5th, 5.30 to 9 p.m. Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka. They drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder. You need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today, and you too will have Cool, clear water. Do you think that on tonight's episode of The Bassler, Finn will meet the gill of his dreams? With his intimacy issues, he may never find romance. Oh man, maybe we should just surf the net over to sharedimedia.com and check out the Fisher Bassoff contest instead. The photo contest that runs now through Labor Day? Yeah, you can enter by clicking the contest page, click on the Fisher Bassoff banner, and enter daily for a chance to win a $500 gift card to Shipton's and Blodorn Lumber. Bet. We can tune it in next week. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with your Main Street Project update. When it rains, it pours, or so they say, but with all of this rain, it limits how much we can pour. Concrete, that is. So the paving of Dow Street is a bit behind, which means we can't open it quite yet. But there is a window of hope in the forecast, which will allow us to get Dow Street paved and open to traffic the first week of July. As I've mentioned in the past, when one block opens, one must close, which means we will be closing the next section of Main Street from Alger to Grinnell the first week of July, likely the 5th, rather than the week of June 26th. So be prepared for that change. Remember, all sidewalks within the work zone remain open and protected from construction, and there's plenty of parking within a short, heart-healthy distance from Main Street. Craving more details? Have questions or concerns? Come hang with the cool kids at one of the weekly project meetings on Wednesday at 1.30 at ERA Carroll Realty. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook, Instagram, or visit the City of Sheridan's website. Thanks for your patience and understanding. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, like luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you're just ready to make a change, Come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Large selection in the warehouse. Free estimates available. Carpet Design, 643 Riverside. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. And good morning, Ron. How are you? Uh, Very good this morning. Good, 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 good. It's been an interesting week in Sheridan County and the surrounding area. 
Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to see summer? No. <laughs> no, it, it'll come. It, it's it's on its way. I heard I, something. I read something we'll, that... We'll get a month of summer and then back to our nine, ten months of winter. True. Yeah, it'll probably... I don't even want to say this. It'll probably <laughs> snow in September Shush. and stay clear until <laughs> June of next year. Well, we last year we had a great fall. Yeah. It, it was kind of a, uh, an unusual <laughs> harken back to the good old days when we had a nice, good fall where it was like basically two months of fall. You know, it was it had some warm days, cooled off at night. You know, the leaves were nice. It was It was great. And then a week into November, we got that big snowstorm, and that was it until darn it near April. It didn't leave until, yeah. No. I, I literally, I, I had snowpack of four to six feet in my backyard all winter. I know we talked about this, but like Lake DeSmet, the ice didn't come off until yeah. like almost the end of April. But it was crazy. Anyway. It could be worse, you know. I, I had read something um, recently. I don't know if it was this week or what, but they had said that there was a... Do you remember that volcanic eruption that happened last year? Mm-hmm. They're saying that that's what's causing or could be a contributing factor to the weird weather that we're right. seeing. Well, I wouldn't doubt why, it. Yeah, because, I mean... Because usually when those things go off, yeah, you have a cooler summer. Now, there are other parts of the country, like Texas, that are baking. Yes. Well, in some but, of the, the eastern seaboard, too, it's right. pretty warm. I, but I mean, in they, the west, it's, it hasn't been really no, warm yet. California, I, Oregon, Washington. You know, the thing is, I don't, I don't mind the cooler temperatures. I, no. I, I dig that. I, a little less rain would be nice. Yeah. You know, so we can recreate a little bit without having to... That, and the, I, there are a lot of people... It, it, this makes you wonder, do, do we need to invest in, like, a greenhouse or something? Which, as soon as I build one, then we'll go back to quote-unquote normal. I know. But if we were to put in a garden this year, it would have just rotted in the ground. Yep. Mold. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's been an Guys, I was talking week. to a friend of mine. We had, was a... Maybe 10 days ago, we had that real big downpour. There was a little bit of hail, but, I mean, it really hammered us good. I don't know how much. Was that weekend we got like two inches of rain? Oh, yeah. Talked to a friend of mine. Their garden washed away. I don't doubt it. Just absolutely <laughs> gone. It just washed it out. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And we've had years like that in the past where our garden has done that, where it's either um, it, it just didn't grow because it mm-hmm. was too wet or it would just rotted in the ground. Yeah. So... Anyway, I'd like to see a happy medium. Can we have our regular weather? Maybe not 100 degrees for, you know, 90 that, days straight. That's but. what I fear a little bit, though, yeah. is we're going to go right from this to 104 oh. <laughs> in the shade for a month. <laughs> 90 at like 2 in the morning. Hush. That's why it's called air conditioning. Yes. Right. I was just going to say, I have air yet, I have not pulled out my air conditioners. No. And, and we haven't we had our have but we've had our windows open for two two months ish, mm-hmm. yep. and when we go to sleep, it's like you go to bed with a you know a little, just a little blanket. You're fine, and then about two o'clock in the morning, you wake up freezing to death, and you got to go find another blanket. It's yeah. crazy. Central air is awesome. <laughs> Haven't had to use it yet. And one, and I'll tell you another thing: have not put a drop of water on my yard. No, haven't no. had to. The yeah, our our so at least we're saving. Are still so up. we're yeah. saving water, I guess. You true. Know, think of it that way. We're saving water, I guess. Very true. I mowed, I mowed the, the lawn last night, and the mosquitoes were literally oh. the size of nickels. I, I, I think we need to call the city because, you know, I made a comment, I think, on the program that for years, I mean, real, literally at our house where we are, you know, we didn't see mosquitoes. But they are out there oh, now. Oh, man. And they are, 
They are mad. I want to see the sprayers come out and (laughs) let's spray those dogs, man. We've had sprayers in Buffalo that have actually come by our house. But the other day I went outside and was milling around doing something. And I got two bites on my kneecap of all places. And I didn't even realize it until later. It was like, why does my knee itch? And then it was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they're out. I and they're like the, the spraying. Chernobyl. Even if they're spraying, a the lot fly, of times it's the not flying working. vampires. They yeah. are. They're Chern- Chernobyl mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They must have migrated well, from Minnesota because somewhere. that's usually it, where they come yeah. from. Maybe it was just my yard, but they were a lot larger than normal. I yeah. mean, they were literally like like little nickels. I mean, I was like, what what are these things? I'm like, these are mosquitoes. These yeah. are seven forty sevens. Yeah. Our crazy. grass is so wet when I was mowing it. It was like they were coming up, and it was yeah. like, unleash the hounds. That's where they, you know, during the day, that's where the little buggers go. Yeah. They get down in the grass, and then they come out, and they're just waiting. Oh. Yeah, as soon as you walk outside, mm-hmm. it's like you're ambushed. Well, I guess we better do something here and constructive. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the it's better than question. being destructive. Pardon me? Better than being destructive. Well, this yeah. is a, a constructive it is. talk, but yeah, I mean, yes. it's, it's way off topic. But anyway, this last week, our poll question, Ron, concerned... Uh, um, the, yeah, the first Northern Bank of Wyoming... Poll question: Do you support efforts by local governments to create more affordable housing? And uh, it was uh, it was close. Yeah, it was pretty close. We had fifty uh, percent say no, shouldn't be or should no should be accomplished through the private sector, and then forty three percent said yes, local government is needed in the effort, and then there was uh, about six percent that were undecided so yeah it was 187 votes to 161 24 votes were undecided but uh um 50 of the vote said no should be accomplished through the private sector what's your take on this you know i it's a horse of peace because it's an issue yeah. and and i don't think it's an issue that government can 100 percent take care of uh, Let me, re- yeah. There, the there, government is not 100% going to take care of yeah, this. It, we know this. It, so it, there I, needs to be, and my opinion is it needs to be both. Yes. They need to have private sector working with government. That, that's what to I make think it too. Happen. I think the government needs to be a player yeah. at the table, yep. but they can't be the dealer. You know, they can't be the main enchilada. There has mm. to be some other. And there is. I mean, there's people that have stepped up. We've got the Attainable Housing Council here mm-hmm. in Sheridan. And Don't uh, you think, Ron, you talk about, I think attainable. I like that word better than affordable. affordable. Yeah. Because yeah. the conundrum for me is, what's affordable? Yep. Right. If you True. say, I want affordable housing. True. For, for some people that say, free. You right. know? Right. So Which what, is not feasible. We know what, that. But what, yeah, what some is, people would be that ridiculous. What is affordable? Right. Because every, you know, all people are on a different scale. You know, right. yeah, it's all perspective. It's all perspective but, of where you're at. But I think attainable housing, obviously, um, you got to find some place for people to live. I mean, one, you know, I, I don't know how it is in Johnson County, Aaron, but one of the big things you hear from people that move here, like, dang, it's expensive. To, it is to live here. Is it the same thing in Buffalo? Yes, and and we've got some cuts that we'll get to um, in a little bit. But that, and I think a lot of this seems to go hand in hand with. You know, housing prices, that's a lot of it well, because land is through the roof by itself. You put a house on it and it's even more. I was listening to something this morning and they were advertising a house and I went, well, that's kind of nice. And then they popped off with the price and I went, you have got to be kidding yeah. me. Well, look at how we've been, you know, you think of people that own property or you, if you own your home mm-hmm. or property have been killed with property taxes. Right. 
And then all of a sudden, I've, I've heard anecdotally and witnessed it myself that your housing payment just went up. Right. It and does. So all, the, all of a sudden, the property owner's like, whoa. Yeah. How I have to be able to afford this property if I'm a rent a rental guy or right. something. But man, my property taxes are killing me. Right. You know? so and it, it's a trickle down with it, this because if you have a, a quote unquote landlord or somebody that owns property that's renting it out or even a, an apartment complex. Sure. If they're renting those out, their property taxes go through there. If I've got a friend in Buffalo that has that owns a, an apartment complex and their taxes have gone through the roof and they have no choice. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're sitting on millions of dollars sure. where they can just, you know sink into this they have to pass that on to their their tenants and that is part of the problem mm -hmm. and and we hear this from the hospital the school board all of these uh, entities in johnson county and i'm sure it's the same way in sheridan county as well where they're hiring new employees or at least trying to yeah and these employees are coming into town and they got or no at place least to live. looking and they cannot yeah. find anywhere to live because it's out of their price range. You know, I think you hit it on the head. There's no, this is not a silver bullet deal. No. Not, nothing's going to come out of, you, no, silver bullet ain't going to fix this. So this is no. a real, this is a real issue. And I don't know, like you said, I don't know what government can do. I mean, they're going to try what they can do, uh, to, like to get an attainable housing council and things <clears> like that to try to figure this out. But it really is uh, an interesting issue. And that's exactly what's going on. There's a guy in Gerald, a guy in Buffalo named Gerald Spearing, who is part of the PNZ committee in uh, Buffalo's PNZ. And this has nothing to do with PNZ, but he has looked at this issue and he brought this up himself, and he and he has kind of spearheaded this. And he he doesn't have all the answers. Yeah, uh, caller, hang on. We we do know that you're there. We'll get to you here just quickly. Anyway. Jerry Spearing has uh, a bunch of ideas, or at least a, a, a pseudo plan, to get uh, government entities and other people involved to try to help this. And as you said, it's it's a at least a three prong effort, if not a, a everyone needs to get involved because property taxes are part of the problem. It's uh, land availability, affordable land, affordable. Housing, because you you can have affordable land and still have homes that are ridiculously priced to build because of the price of lumber, the mm -hmm. price of this. So there are so many factors that go into this. And I think it is going to take government as well as the private sector to figure this out. And I don't have the answers, but something needs to be done, period. And I hope that our, our legislators and our, our leaders, quote-unquote, whether they're local, federal, or, or state, have got some semblance of how important this is, and it needs to be resolved. Because if, as an example, school district, hospital, if those entities, the Amy Holt Care Center, they, they're having problems finding, you know, Nurses, yeah, and because they can't come because to they and cannot live. live here exactly, yeah. and it's not like you know you live in a in a city where okay, well I can go to a suburb and maybe find, you know, a, a quote unquote affordable housing and then commute. There's nowhere to go. Where are they going to go? Exactly, because if they go 20 miles outside of town, that land's even more expensive than mm -hmm. the stuff in town. So, yeah. it's it's a conundrum. Mm -hmm. All right, caller, you are on the air on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Well, yes, and I'd like to make 
two comments. They're interconnected, and they're connected to what you're saying. So, okay. Um, I heard from Mr. Crago, it was a public thing, I believe it was on your radio station, well, we didn't do anything about property tax this last session, but we will do something the coming session. He's saying, trust me, babe, that's what he's saying, and I don't know if you didn't do it before, fool me once, will you do it the next time? Don't Maybe you think, Vicki, don't you think, though, that all these, all these legislators have to come together and do it themselves? You can't just sit off in the corner and not do anything. They all have to come together to figure it out. You just Well, can't... and there was the only effort that I saw successfully was, I believe it was Mr. Jennings, in the study bill. But I, I do want to say something about this. We did not have this property tax system, property tax system, until 1988. It was passed in the last year that Cynthia Loomis was in the state legislature. That's your tiered system. It falls down heaviest on um, residential owners. Everybody has acknowledged that now. If you didn't have it before, you can do something to correct it. And what people are not aware of, I don't believe, is that the computation system that is used by your assessor's office, the CAMA system. We bought that from a bank in Texas, and they were using it to calculate values on like properties for mortgage purposes, 30-year mortgage purposes, but we applied it to property taxation. I'm not sure you're apple to apple there either. But here's what I wanted to say. You talk about the cost, and you talk about affordable housing. I have followed the deep dive to the land trust money and the land trust money is supposed to be a fix uh, 99 year leased land and then we'll build houses that people can afford to be mortgaged on they won't really own it because they don't own the land but they can be mortgaged to the structure okay here's what i want to say about this i have observed that there's been some concerted effort on the part of the city of sheridan to be supportive of Story House up on 5th Street. Here's what I want to say about that. When they came, Story House, to talk to CEDA about moving CEDA's new commercial, the new high-tech business park to 5th Street, they came and made a pitch for that, for land trust money. And you know that if CEDA does this, CEDA will get its money from the Wyoming Business Council. Well, that's tax dollars. That's how that's supported. But but if they make that move up there, now we're going to talk apples to apples. The other property under consideration by CETA, and they'll do it in the form of proposals. There's two of them out of six. The other property is the Rice Ranch property at the existing high-tech business park. It's some additional acreage up there. That property has water, sewer, and electricity to it. And it's fairly level property. You compare that to Story House off 5th Street. Gullies, gravel pit, no water, no sewer, and no power. What I'm saying about that is the city of Sheridan's taxpayers will take on a debt to make that property off 5th Street buildable. They have no, no, they have no water up there, and they'll need a lift station for sewer, no power. And it's gullies and a gravel pit. I mean, to me, it looks like we had a target and we're going to make it happen. But if the taxpayers of Sheridan are concerned about rising costs, 
if you borrow money to put that water line in up there, and it'll come in off Kittering Road, clear down there by um, Emit Technology, come up the east side of the interstate and run south, if that water line goes in there, it's roughly a 60-40. The state will pick up 60% of the cost and the municipality 40. Well, that's not a small amount of money. And you're, you're putting a lot of money into an area and you've got another, what CETA has to do is wait for proposals to come in from the Storyhouse developers and um, the uh, Johnny Rice people. And they have to wait for these two proposals to come in and make decision. Will we move CETA to Storyhouse or Johnny Rice and Sons property? But to me... There's no apple to apple there. When you've got one property developable with all these amenities already to the property, and the other one, you got to build it. If you build it, they will come. I just think that there's a lot of things in the mix right now that are part of this. But it can be corrected. You do not have to accept that your property taxes are going to go up and up and up it can be corrected to put the private property owner in that position was a mistake in that period and the reason i mentioned cynthia loomis she was the one who marshaled that through the legislature in 1988 we all voted on it i can remember it but the vote was sold to the taxpayer writ large in the state as this will help our public school funding and nobody took a deep dive into what it could mean if you had a different market. But know that the original CAMA system, and maybe they've replaced it, was bought from a bank for purposes of determining mortgages. Thanks. That's all I wanted to say. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. You know, and I heard that there was a, a, a town hall in Buffalo this week where they talked about property taxes. They and just got I, a little spirited there, didn't they? It did at the very beginning. And as a matter of fact, all of us that were sitting there listening, there was one gal that got up there at the very beginning, and she was hostile and asked a question. And we all looked at each other like, man, this is going to turn into a <laughs> major issue. And it didn't. You know, I mean, people were angry. People spoke their piece. But for the most part, it remains civil. And uh, Crago and, and Novotny, Bill Novotny, had uh, organized this and were hosting it. And they took their lumps. You know, they mm -hmm. did. And there were, there were some things that were, uh, according to what they were saying, were not necessarily completely true as far as, you know, facts, figures, this kind of thing. But for the most part, you know, everybody was, as I said, very civil and whatnot. But there were quite a few different um, ideas that were put forth about how the legislature and even on a local level how they could help with the high property tax problem but I don't know enough about it to to know whether that's, well, that's the a case complex or not. Issue. Yeah. I mean, it, it has so many different roots to it. Exactly. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll come back, and we're talking about property taxes and affordable housing and or attainable housing, attainable. sorry, and uh, how it all works together. We'll be back after this. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, 
Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Hi, this is Laura from Harker Mellinger. Our advisory services are designed for entrepreneurs and small business owners so you can focus on your business. Our relationship is customized for what you want and need to ensure your business is as efficient as it should be. We will evaluate your business and provide solutions you will benefit from. We will coach you through each step of the process from start to finish. Contact us today, Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Are you looking for the perfect way to show your love for your country and state? Look no further than the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We have a wide variety of U.S. and Wyoming flags in stock and ready for you to display proudly. With the 4th of July just around the corner, now is the time to get your flags. Show your patriotism and state pride today with a flag from the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state, so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter, and your opportunity to talk about what we're talking about, or if you have something else that you want to talk about, that's perfectly acceptable, too. We'll, we'll talk about what you got. More music. <laughs> Oops. Asleep at the switch. Pushed the wrong button. I liked it. It kind of added, added a, a little, yeah. you know, like an underscore to a it. A little ambiance. <laughs> little drama in your, in <laughs> yeah. your speech there. It, it was like, <laughs> Numbers like, to call. Like those CSI shows where they yes. ramp up the right. music and ramp right it before down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Numbers to call if you want to talk about this are 674-4443 and 672-5763. Public Pulse Open Line Friday, 9.30 a.m. and 103.9 FMKROE. Now that we have legalities out of the way. We are talking about... Um, attainable, I almost said it again, attainable housing and how, how this can be addressed, how we can, how we can make this better. And I don't think it's, it's just a matter of, oh, let's just build, you know, cheaper housing. That's not going to do it because. Well, that's not going to work. No. It's just that, that is not the answer. No. As long as property tax, excuse me, property values. Yes. Are through the roof. It's and you everybody that goes to any store and tries to buy lumber or any kind of building products, they're through the roof yes. still. Maybe not as high as they were a couple of years ago, but, but still high. high. Yeah. So all of those costs are being, you know, filtered down to the consumer. Yes. Period. So attainable housing is is not going to work in, in, unless it's a, a multi-tiered effort to try to fix this. 
Which is, I, I think, what is in the early stages of happening right now. I, I think you're getting everyone at the table, and uh-huh. everyone is is coming up with ideas, making some concessions, doing this, doing that. You're, you're going to have to have a lot of people wanting to give a little bit. And, you know, Vicki was talking about the CEDA and, mm-hmm. and how they're trying to at least address this. And that's that's one of the things that can be done. And Buffalo has their housing authority. But it, it, I don't know. What do they do? Yeah, I have no uh, idea. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's There's really just nothing there at this point. But that's one of the things, Gerald Sparing, that I brought up earlier. He's on the PNZ board in Buffalo, and he had a plan, or he's got at least he's trying to organize local governments, and he's got a couple of uh, contractors and other builders that have done projects all over the state and in the West where they're at least trying to make a dent in these communities' problems with housing for people that can afford it, you know. So the need in Buffalo and and obviously in Sheridan is very real. Affordable housing is one of the main issues that everyone is talking about. As we said before the break, the hospital, the school district, they are concerned about this because they're having issues, number one, finding employees, and then the ones that they find a lot of times are from outside of the area, whether they're from another town in Wyoming or elsewhere. And so they're having issues finding places to live that they can afford based on what they're able to be paid by these local companies. And it's only going to get worse. That Love's truck stop that's going in in Buffalo, that's going, they're going to have to bring in people from outside of Buffalo to run that thing because there's just not enough bodies to go around for all of these different jobs that are available. And, you know, I heard this morning that, um, was it unemployment in Sheridan and Johnson counties is like extremely low. And that's a great thing. But it I don't it's not because people are are yes, going to work. It's that, because there's no one available. It's a double edged sword. Right, yeah. There right. there's more to that. It's not all flowers and Yeah, it's not what it you know, the people oh point at this. We got low unemployment. Well, yeah. Yeah. But we're also sitting around if you there, if you drive up and down there, Main Street, you can see, you know, there's pros and cons to that uh, statistic. Right. And these corporate or I shouldn't say corporations, these organizations that are trying to figure this out, I feel for them because I don't have the answers and I don't think anyone really does, but that's the whole key. And Gerald Spearing had brought this up to Buffalo City Council and to the Johnson County Commission, and he kind of gave them uh, a presentation of here's what I've come up with on my own. Now I need someone to help me pick the ball up and run it into the end zone type thing. So he's looking for government buy-in, quote unquote, and excuse me, and trying to find people in the private sector that can work together to try to get this uh, problem resolved. And he asked the council and the county commission for support to get the project rolling, and he talked to the county or the Buffalo City Council last week. What I think we need to do, and this is a framework, this isn't a plan to build an apartment building or a plan to move the city yard or any of that. It's the framework to allow K 
council and the county, I think we need the framework to, to be inclusive. The projects won't be. The county will do whatever they find is necessary, and any monies that show up from, from them or any uh, donations and land or services will go to that project. The city has its own efforts and issues and donations and those projects will be done. So the, what we need to do to bring this framework is create an agency. And that agency, according to Mr. Curran, is uh, the best solution for that is the existing Buffalo Housing Authority. That's going to take some modification of their mission. I need your buy-in. This whole project that I want, I need your buy-in, and I need what I'd really like to get from you is a new board or council or commission, a separate group of people that can help me, that, that can work on this task. And the way I see it is it takes some hard work right at the beginning, and then we get all the things for the Buffalo Housing Authority set up, and we get an idea of what we're doing here, and, and then transfer the responsibilities to the Housing Authority or whoever else, and then this new group that I was just talking about disbands. It isn't something we have to have. We just need people dedicated to working on it. So uh, I'd like your buy-in. I'd like to have you think about how we can get a group to work on this. And that's what he was getting at. He doesn't have a roadmap for this. He's got a general idea of what possibly could happen. And I think it's a good idea, at least on paper, to get people together and get the county commission, get the city council, Buffalo Housing Authority, and whoever else on board to try to get this addressed. And Again, we're looking at, it's across the board. It's not just, oh, we need to do this for our young people. That's part of it because we have, and this is one thing that people in this part of the state have, well, all over Wyoming, have complained about for decades is that our young people leave to go make money elsewhere. Yeah. And then some of them come back. I did it, you know, and didn't have a choice because at one point there weren't jobs here. There were not whatever here well and you run into the issue too when you're 1920 right out of high school um you're not looking to buy a home and settle down sure i mean some people are right. it happens but, but I, most I just people you right you, most people you know go to go to college or, or go out and just experience the world and a lot of these kids when they go to college you, you used to be when you and i were in college you could find well, most of us were on campus, but even even our friends, whoever, our generation was able to find, you know, in a, a studio apartment that was price range for a, a college student yes. to stay in. And it, it wasn't the Taj Mahal by any means, but it wasn't filthy. It was it adequate. Wasn't, right. It wasn't yeah. overrun with critters and bugs. Right. But it was a very small, you know, and it had a little kitchenette, and it was enough for one person to live and go to school, and you could afford it. Now, I don't think those even exist anymore. No. At least not in this part of the country. They now, are granted, a, a, a we're not, thing of the past. Right. And in Buffalo and Sheridan, that's probably not a necessity as it would be like in Laramie and right. Cheyenne. But it's still, 
you've got young people that are starting out, whether they're in college or they're uh, a new job, they still have to have a place to start. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what that is. But even at that, that's only a small fraction of whatever it is that's creating this problem well, yeah. or, or that is the problem. You've got, like we said, the hospital, the school district, whatever, these people are coming in, they can't even find a home. Even if they sell their home in 10 bucks, six, that wherever they came from, they show up here and they're just, they're dumbfounded by the price of homes here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the answer well, is. And I think part of you know what you were talking about is we have a generation that really doesn't buy into the American dream. Okay. We have a generation that doesn't want, you know, two and a half cars, white picket fence, mm-hmm. you know, home and two and a half kids and right. all that. There is an entire generation that that's, that's not drawing them in. That's not part of their psyche. No. And, right. and I think... A lot of people didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And th- that plays a role as much as people don't like to admit it. That plays a role. That's a socioeconomic sure role. Sure it does. I have uh, our kids that we have. None of them have kids, which I'm thrilled about. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. But, I mean, they don't, there's no grandkids. Okay, and they're gramps. all of that. Pardon? <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Exactly. Not Grandpa. Grandpa Palmer. Yeah. See, I always want to teach the kids how to make fires and, you know, tie knots and send them home with a sugar high. But we won't get into that. Anyway, there's no there's no grandkids. And so that's kind of a... a what's going on here? Yeah. But they're they're totally happy. I think... Our one daughter, the youngest daughter, would love to have kids, but they're still trying to get stuff figured out. They bought a house, they have jobs, blah, blah, blah. But I think they're still trying to figure out, you know, is it affordable? Can we do this? And it never is. You and I both know this. It's never affordable. You just bite the bullet and go. You make it work. Right. But they're still trying to figure that out. Now, the rest of the kids, they couldn't care less at this point. They're totally happy to do their... Whatever it is, you know, they ride their horses, they go ride their bikes and their skateboards, and they do their games and, you know, whatever it is, and they're totally happy. And that's fine, but you're right. It's an entire generation of people, and I don't want to say kids because they're full adults now in their 30s, but, you know, that just are not, that's not a a high priority for them where I wanted kids, you know, right away, or at least, you know, Mm -hmm. in my 20s. So... And that that is a factor. I mean, it really is because you you don't have that buy-in from the younger generation. Mm -hmm. I guess we've got a caller. Caller, you're on the air with the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Hi, just like to make a comment. Sure, uh, go ahead. And you know, when people talk about the government, we want the government involved, and we want to work, have a partnership to work on this problem with the government, but we we need a reminder that the government is funded by the taxpayers. And so um, as far as affordable housing goes, who, if government is, air quotes, doing it, we, the people, will be funding that. So who, which, which of the people, you know, when they say, oh, we'll set up this commission and we'll you know, give, you know, give a certain uh, amount of the funding, you know, towards the solution, 
but it's the taxpayers that are that are paying for that. And so we always need to keep that in mind that really really that is us. It's not not government. It's 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 uh, not other. It's not other people's money. Um, you know that is our money. And and who are they going to be looking at? And I didn't attend the taxpayer uh, forum down in Buffalo, but I do know Bill Bill Navani, who is the head of or the the um, commit the state commissioners. That lobbied. That group lobbied against all the 21 bills to reduce property tax the cap on the property tax the the return on the money to the prop of the to the people of some of the property tax and so did a lot of the cities because they do not want a cut in their revenue so they say oh we did everything we could no no you your group and you are a lobbyist you lobbied to not against the proposed solutions. So, just a reminder: government, government is us, and that's who they're going to be looking to to fund that. And and then you need to look at yourself and think: well, which who are they going to go after? Are they going to go after ag? Are they going to go after commercial real estate? Um, you know, where where are they going to go to make up that shortfall? Because they are never going to make cuts and reduce um, their spending in the other areas once they've. Once they've uh, once they've got it, good. I think, okay. you know, and I think that's, that's a, good a great point. call because I yeah. think I think you guys were just discussing this a minute ago. This is a minutia of issues, right? We're we're all trying to get to one spot, but you have arrows coming in from everywhere mm-hmm. that have to be a part of it, and it's really a jigsaw puzzle. It is that somebody has to try to figure out how to put it together. And I'm, right now we have a jigsaw puzzle. And we're putting it together, and there's like six pieces are missing. Right. You know, we can't quite get to the finish. And I was and I was listening to the caller, and she's absolutely right as far as funding goes. And that's yeah. not necessarily what people were, were looking at, at least as far as some of the uh, ideas to, to help this. It's not necessarily let's take, you know, funding from the city of Buffalo or, or city sure. of Sheridan or whatever and throw money after it. But, and I was going to say that, but... What they can do, and I'll, I'll make my point, is do things like they can get rid of uh, permit fees or they can reduce permit yes. fees, things like this that will help in, in making it more attainable, more affordable. But there again, that's still going to be, you know, the taxpayers funding that bill, so to speak. And that's only one small drop in the large buckets of the problem. Exactly. I mean, that has to be at the tail end of whatever it is, because everything else needs to get resolved before you get to that point. So there again, what do you do? It's it's a huge issue, and nobody has the answer at this point. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up on today's show right after this on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. 
commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmer's Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in, let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Your health is important. Don't put off feeling your best today. BEMF Wellness can help get rid of the toxins in your body, assist with muscle fatigue, and support general relaxation. If you have not tried BEMF therapy, call Aaron today and book your session. 752-8117. Check out BEMF Wellness on Facebook for more information and give certificates for new clients available on Sheridan Media Hot Buys every Thursday. Novus Autoglass does more than just chip and windshield replacement. Hi, this is Cindy, and here at Novus Autoglass, we can replace window regulators, door glass, back glass, and many more other options. Big or small, we can fix them all. Novus Autoglass can also service and recalibrate lane departure and other safety systems. Come see us at our new location, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment. Radio is a great career. Sheridan Media employs a number of people in various capacities, including advertising sales, news, promotions, business administration, and engineering. If you or your organization would like to know if there's a job opening at Sheridan Media, send your mailing address request to Bob Grammons, General Manager, Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. We'll send a notice to your organization or group every time there's a full-time job opening. Sheridan Media is an equal opportunity employer. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Are we on? <laughs> Jackson Electric, I couldn't hear myself. Jackson Electric, Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter. We were talking about attainable housing and how we can address this issue. And, you know, local governments, I don't think they have the issue I don't, or, the, or the answer. The answer. No, well, here's the way I look at it, Aaron, is <clears throat> everyone wants to get to the same destination, but no one knows the exact route on getting there. I mean, that's literally the simplification of it, Right, is no one has it all figured out how to 
have attainable housing. Had to implement it, right. Yes. And, and, and we all know when the government gets involved, and I'm not blaming government, but why not? The, no. the wheels yes, turn I, very slowly. Well, That's yeah, what I was and, getting and, at. And, 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 you know, our, our last caller made a great point that mm-hmm. you've got to look at it that we are government. I mean, we are right. a part of government right. because, I mean, if you work... You're paying taxes. Yes. Therefore, you're funding government. So, Crazy. yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know what funding the, ourselves. Well, true. Right. Yeah. Well, and you, the, the word you used earlier in the show is perfect conundrum. I mean, mm-hmm. cause that is literally what it is. Yeah. How do we fix this? Who knows? Nobody knows, but at least there's efforts out. At least there's, at least there are efforts out there to try to correct this. And there are people that are concerned enough that they're willing, like, um, Charles Oski, the superintendent, he basically volunteered or, or said, hey, if you guys have some kind of uh, committee or something formed out of this to address this issue, let me know because I would love to be a part of this because he's dealing with this as the superintendent. And I'm sure that the hospital and other uh, employers in in Buffalo, Sheridan, blah blah blah. They're all dealing with this, mm-hmm. and they want to, at the very least, have an understanding of what's there, what's out there, what's not there, and what could possibly come out of this in the future to help, so that they can let their employees know, okay, we don't have any housing right now, but we may have in a year, or we may not have in a year, or whatever. So. There's there are people out there that are looking to figure this out or at least making an effort, and that's a great, great thing. We have a caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Or not. Oh. There? Okay, caller, go ahead. Uh yes. Uh oh, let me turn my radio off. Okay. Uh I think we're looking at this whole thing from the wrong angle. Okay. I think the uh I think the biggest problem is wealth inequality, and I think we ought to look at raising wages. Well, I think that's we that's one argument. Yeah, I think we ought to elect congressmen and legislatures that would do everything in their power to empower labor unions, raise the minimum wage, reverse the Reagan tax cuts on the rich, so that. Uh, we don't have this massive transfer of wealth from the middle class and the poor to the rich. I mean, there's been a lot of estimates. There's like, what, $61 trillion that have been transferred from the middle class to the rich in the last 40 years. You know, and this isn't a, just a Republican or Democratic problem. Uh, a lot of this legislation was passed during the uh, Clinton administration. But, uh, you know, it, it all kind of began with the uh, Reagan administration. Reagan was a transformational president. Uh, everything changed then. Uh, we had massive tax cuts for corporations, massive tax cuts for CEOs. Uh, you know, so uh, we need to go back to uh, New Deal politics, you know, uh, Okay, caller, you've made some great points, and I don't disagree with you. I think 
everything should be on the table. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I, I hated to cut you off, but we, we're, we're at the top of the hour. I think you got some valid points. I think everything needs to be looked at. Yep. And nothing's off the table. So No, no stone unturned, exactly. as they say. Exactly. Well, I hope that helped. That'll do it for today's Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks, Ron. We'll see you next yep. week. Have, Have a, a happy, good fourth. Happy Independence Day. of Raven to Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The rodeo is part of who we are. It's our history, our identity. But boy, this is not your granddaddy's rodeo anymore. The YO is bigger, better, and bolder. Larger purses, tougher competition, and a whole lot of family fun. Come for the world champion Indian relay races, high stakes PRCA action, and a warm welcome unlike anywhere else in the world. Get your tickets at SheridanYORodeo.com. Are you looking for the perfect way to show your love for your country and state? Look no further than the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We have a wide variety of U.S. and Wyoming flags in stock and ready for you to display proudly. With the 4th of July just around the corner, now is the time to get your flags. Show your patriotism and state pride today with a flag from the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. The smell of sizzling barbecue grills, cold, refreshing drinks, and the sound of laughter filling the air. And when the sun sets, get ready for a jaw-dropping fireworks show. This Independence Day, let's celebrate with gratitude, cherish our loved ones, and embrace the freedom that unites us all. From everyone at Legacy Diamond and Gems, have a safe, joyful, and memorable 4th of July. The 4th of July is coming, and that means the fireworks stand from Whizbang Fireworks is now open with a huge selection of fireworks. 500 milligram display cakes, multi-shot reloading artillery shells, bottle rockets, Roman candles, missiles, fountains, cones, assortment packs. Whizbang Fireworks will get your 4th of July off to a big bang. Whizbang Fireworks open daily, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on North Main Street behind Pizza Hut. Sheridan County allows the use of fireworks from July 1st through the 7th. Happy 4th of July from Whizbang Fireworks. When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. And your dog replies. Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Nut. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE, Sheridan. KROE!